Hello, I'm Rachel Lyman. We want to welcome you to Interfaith Connection, a Spiritual Life Center monthly podcast dedicated to the exploration of faith traditions that promote love. Our study will allow us to build bridges of understanding, acceptance, love, and peace. My partner in so many ways on this journey is Rev. Dave Lyman. He's our Senior Minister for Interfaith Explorers. He's an ordained interfaith minister and my beloved husband. As we start our second year, we continue our grand adventure of exploring interfaith. We're so excited you have joined us today. So buckle up for our 2022 adventure with today's podcast. Hello, this is Rachel Lyman, and I can't believe it's October already. But here we are with our October podcast, Interfaith Podcast, and we're so excited uh, this month especially to be talking about Darshana. And you say, what's that? Well, you're going to find out about it. We have a very special guest today, Dr. B.J. Nair. And Dr. Nair uh, is a cancer specialist working at, at Kaiser Permanente in Roseville. He's originally from India and grew up in a Hindu family. He came to the United States in 1999 after medical school in India to pursue higher studies. While well, he initially went to the University of Minnesota, where he completed a Master of Public Health degree in epidemiology. Subsequently, he moved to Little Rock, Arkansas, to pursue residency and fellowship at the University of Arkansas. He was on the faculty there for quite a few years, and then he moved to Sacramento area in 19. 2015, sorry, to join the oncology department at Kaiser Permanente. And he's also been very active in the Hindu community in Sacramento. And he and his lovely wife have an 11-year-old daughter. So welcome, Dr. Nair. So I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you, Rachel. Uh, and it's really nice to be part of this podcast. Well, we're excited because um, people will find out why we did this win. And so it, it, the timing is perfect to hear about this wonderful exhibit. So in your bio, which I just read, you stated that you were raised Hindu. And the Darshana exhibit is a 24-panel glimpse into the Hindu culture, history, religion, way of life, and, and also their contributions to the world. So but before we talk about the exhibit, I want to find out uh, more about how you got involved and uh, when did you get involved and how did you get involved in this particular exhibit? So the Darshana exhibition um, was launched um, earlier this year and I've been involved with it uh, from the beginning. Uh, I'm involved with uh, Hindu Swayam Sevak Sangh uh, HSS in the Sacramento region and uh, this exhibition is uh, primarily spearheaded by HSS, uh, but it was developed in collaboration with many other individuals of Hindu faith um, in, in, in the US. And I understand when I was talking to you earlier, you said that it's 
actually traveled in, in most of the major cities in the United States. Can you mention some of those? Yeah, cities? no, that, that's true. Um, we have had the opportunity to present this in um, various uh, city halls, uh, in libraries, uh, police stations, uh, fire stations, a um, lot of public places, interfaith uh, churches and uh, facilities as well. In, in many major cities, uh, many locations in the San Francisco Bay Area, Los Angeles, Chicago, Washington DC, Tampa, Dallas. Um, so in a lot of the major cities in the US, uh, we have presented. Uh, I, I just uh, picked up, my ears perked up when you said uh, you've exhibited at police stations and uh, firehouses, fire stations as well. And I thought, when I heard that, I went, what a great idea, because you're teaching people about the Hindu culture. So they know if they um, interface with the Hindu community, uh, some of what to expect. And, yes, yeah. um, and, and so that's uh, education is really very critical, especially in these times. So um, uh, so you did you travel uh, with the exhibit? And if not, um, are you a one of the main promoters here in this region or? So my uh, uh, exhibitions or exhibitions that I've been part of it have all been in the Sacramento area. Uh, there are other volunteers in other uh, major cities who take care of exhibitions in those, those places. So my traveling has been primarily limited to the Sacramento region. Okay, now you, you briefly mentioned a few minutes ago about HSS, and that is the Hindu... Swayam Sevak Sankh. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's a long word. I was, I was it basically, at it it basically means Hindu okay. Volunteer Organization. That's kind of the Sanskrit words for HSS. So, so English translation would be that. I've never heard of this organization. It, what I found when I went to their website, it, they're a nonprofit organization mm -hmm. and they promote um, the Hindu uh, culture and to educate people about the Hindu culture. So you also mentioned that um, they were part of the uh, creators of this exhibit, as well as in collaboration with other people. Who are the other? Uh, who are the others that were working with this? So there are uh, lots of um, individuals who are like leaders in the uh, Hindu community all across the U.S. Um, uh, priests at uh, churches, uh, people who have a background in history, uh, cultural leaders um, uh, who have you know a lot of expertise in you know different uh, aspects of uh, like dance forms or art and so on. And uh, so all of these people figured out um, what what the panel the, the panels are what by two feet by three feet. Yeah. Uh, something like that and then um, they give a just a, a bird's eye view of a particular topic and right. I'll, I'll mention those topics in a minute but um, we're all how did they narrow it down to 24 <laughs> panels I mean if you have a hundred people in a room and you ask uh, would, would you like this or that you're gonna get a hundred different so, <laughs> yes no that, true it, 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 it was a colossal task uh, trying to uh, come up with the panels and um, the, 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 so the, one of the aspects that was taken into consideration is like the kind of questions that are often asked of 
Hindus when interacting with the public here. Um, so different aspects of Hindu faith. So those have been kind of incorporated into it. Okay, you see the Om sign, what symbol, what does that mean? Or uh, people wearing bindi, like what does that mean? Or certain words, dharma, karma. So you try to explain those things. So that has been given a lot of like importance in, in being able to like curate the topics and come up with the panel. Yes, there, there was a lot of discussion as to like what might be the most appropriate ones. And um, though I was not personally involved in uh, actually finalizing that panel, um, when I look at it as a Hindu, like I can completely relate to um, all the topics that have been picked. Uh, and these are things that have been asked of me at some point or the other. Uh, and so it's good to be able to explain these different things uh, in a concise, uh, uh, you know, comprehensive way. And that 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 would uh, hold true to uh, uh, just your daily work as a physician, also. Or maybe once in a while, somebody would have a question. Oh yes, yeah. Uh, you you asked a very interesting question, Rachel. Um, so, I um, I mean I I deal with people through their very difficult periods in their life, and uh, you know I I hope I'm able to contribute to the you know, to my patients and to this community in, in some positive way. And I'm very grateful for this opportunity, definitely. And one of the things that often comes up is um, their faith, how they deal with such dramatic turn of events in one's life. And faith has a huge uh, positive impact in how people face hardships. And a diagnosis of cancer, obviously, is one of the most challenging things that anybody may have faced in their life. And so it does come up. And people have asked me, you know, okay, this is my faith and this is how view, I view things. And often they think that, uh, you know, being a person of science, that I may not uh, relate that much to uh, somebody who's from a more spiritual uh, kind of faith-based background, mm -hmm. but that that is quite not the case, and that that I think has a lot to do with my upbringing and my parents and how I grew up. That I, um, as a Hindu, have a lot of respect and consider other religions to be uh, equivalent to the path that you know we as Hindus take. And so this question of faith do come up. So I've personally been asked, like, okay, what's your faith? What do you believe in? Uh, you know, this is my you know belief systems, because they look to the physician to make decisions for them. Oftentimes, like okay, th these are like difficult choices in front of us, and how do you make it? And faith plays a big role. So no, it's it's a very fascinating question that you asked. That I have had to explain uh, different parts of Hinduism to patients. Like, what, what do you think of like afterlife, and where do you think? Mm -hmm things are going, that sort of thing, then, yeah. Uh, that, that was the perfect question, and I didn't even have it written down. <laughs> <laughs> I love these podcasts and how they flow. <laughs> so let's back up and, okay, the word darshana, people go, what, what, is, what does that mean? Tell us what does darshana mean? It is, as you can guess, it's a lot of words that we use are Sanskrit words. 
so sanskrit uh, is in many ways equivalent to latin um it's a classical language all the scriptures are written in um sanskrit um it has been the language of education of teaching in india for thousands and thousands of years uh maybe 3000 years plus um and darshana is a sanskrit word which means um looking at something or viewing something that is sacred that is very important so that's the little meaning of that word and our let me see if i can find that um the title of the podcast hold on be doing all this but i just want to let you know because you told me that the title of the podcast is going to be darshana exhibit viewing the sacred perfect so i thought i got it yes <laughs> <laughs> so uh, earlier you explained a little bit about the fact that when you uh, have been uh, at the exhibits to answer questions for people and um explain uh some of the things that are on the panels that it helps you reinforce uh your own knowledge of <laughs> your culture mm-hmm. and um i when we talked earlier you mentioned that there may be um there are um the the hindu community itself has been to the exhibits in fact i i met you at a one that was up in orangevale when they yes. um started the exhibit here in the Sacramento region I guess. Yes, yeah. And um there were young people there and what you mentioned too earlier which is a very good point the young people may not know uh some of the um history uh behind the Hindu civilization so they're learn they're also going to learn that yes on some of these panels as very well much. as the everyday rituals religion um cultural um absolutely yes so and, yeah, go also for um for uh, hindus who grew up in india um they're very familiar with all the material in in these 24 panels uh so there is nothing new that we might be teaching somebody uh of hindu faith in that but what is helpful is uh, to um summarize them in a way that um someone who grew up in the united states in this culture can actually understand and for us we grew up with many of these words terms um so we tend to kind of internalize them or we are, we have internalized it over the years uh and it has become kind of part of our daily life uh, but the same thing when someone from a different culture comes and asks it it can be difficult to uh, verbalize it in a way that they can really understand well and comprehend because their viewpoint is different so one of the things that um that i've heard from uh hind you know people of hindu faith who have uh, viewed uh, the darshana exhibition is that they have been able to take a lot of points from the exhibition that can help them explain uh, to 
their like neighbors or colleagues at work or people at school or even when their kids ask these questions like okay what is karma or what is dharma or um, you know what is it about uh, you know india and mathematics what's uh, what's the relevance there like you know what's the story behind that so all those kind of things ayurveda so there are many things that uh, questions that come up during conversation whether it's at workplace or at, uh, with neighbors that this helps somebody of hindu faith being able to like answer in a very uh, concise way that someone here can easily understand that that's wonderful it's like uh, some people become teachers because they want to learn yes yes <laughs> they wanna, yeah they learn the material they're teaching better you know so yes absolutely very true. i, I had a yeah you have to teach something you do learn it a lot better <laughs> i so had I, a teacher during fellowship who said exactly the same thing that you know the best way to learn a topic is like you do a presentation on it that's <laughs> then, correct and i've done that before so so i there was a uh, we have a newsletter, an interfaith newsletter, which will be coming out again uh, this month. And um, I'm going to put a lot of the information we're talking about today in there, uh, some some uh, links and so forth. And so um, I took, <laughs> there's actually a video for the Darshan exhibit. So I yes. watched the video and then it quickly goes panel, 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 panel. You know? So I, I paused. Stop. Okay. <laughs> so I have the I have the answer for you. I have the names of every uh, all twenty four panels, and this is I'm going to name them right now. Okay. <laughs> and it's Namaste, and and this is no order, by the way. Namaste is the first one, though. But, okay. Yes. Dharma, Mandir, Ayurveda, spiritual paths. Symbol. If you don't mind, I can uh, even just uh, say one word about each of them. Would you like to do that? Or Oh, sure. So Namaste is the greeting uh, that we do. We, uh, we do that too in unity. Yeah, okay. I, 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 Great. The divine in me sees the divine in you. So. Yes, exactly. And Dharma. D Dharma is harmonious living. It's actually a very elaborate words i'll just say righteousness uh, as one word that, yeah. okay and mandir m-a-n mandir is temple temple. temple hindu temple yes and ayurveda it is the indian uh, indigenous um, medical system using herbs um, very natural uh, diet and so on to bring about better health and spiritual paths because I know you're going to talk more about that. Next yes, time. yeah, there are a few that um, yeah. I think that like could be like highlights if you yeah, were to ask me to I'll pick. I'll ask and, you yeah. that question next. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and spiritual paths. Uh, so the different ways to achieve or to lead oneself towards God or the ultimate reality. And symbols. The different Om, uh, Bindi, which is the dot uh, that we put on our forehead. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just had the Brahma Kumara sisters at our church Sunday, and they do that as well and give you a bracelet. Oh, uh, That's part of their uh, uh, ritual. Siwa, S-E-W-A. Siwa is um, um, service to society. And pursuits? Uh, like motivations or goals of human life. Ashramas, um, the different stages of one's life, and I'll tell just a little bit about it. 
Um, so it's divided into four stages. First is the stage of um, student, brahmachari, um, of householder, grihastha. Then you're done with all your duties in life and then you're kind of taking a retired life and um, going more internally spiritual, um, vanaprastha. And then final stage, sannyasi, sannyasin is basically like um, removing oneself more and more from the material world and going more internally into the spiritual world. And that's exactly what happens when you do get older. You you have the time to really reflect and you do mm-hmm. go into the spiritual more. Uh, sacred texts? Yeah, that's the Vedas and other, yeah. The Vedas. Festivals. Yeah, Diwali. You have. Yeah. Oh, Diwali. I love Diwali. <laughs> do, you know, do you know I've been responsible for... Uh, Three large uh, rangolis and a tabletop rangoli. Oh wow! <laughs> I made I'm, I made by myself the first uh, rangoli in the courtyard at our church. And that is amazing. <laughs> the other two, we had this kids from our youth group help out, and then I had some females help me, and then the last one, the tabletop one, I did by myself. In fact, I'm gonna wow. send you the. <laughs> so you can still watch that. We we did that on our Rituals of Light program at our church, and it's still online. You can watch it. Oh, please do send the link. Yes, <laughs> I did, and it's and it's great. And it's you know I went. How am I going to do a rangolian? Well, I'll just do it on a tabletop, a card <laughs> table, and I did, and it turned out pretty good. Anyway, great. Uh, yoga. Well, we know I think yoga. yes. <laughs> and calendar must be your calendar. Yeah, Hindu calendar. Diversity. Uh, you know, different paths, faiths within yeah. And Hindu arts. Yes, yeah, dance forms, um, paintings, you name it, sculptures. I like this one. Fun facts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like how I mean, generally when people think of Hinduism, we want things of India, but there's a wide presence in other areas, uh, in Africa, in Fiji, in South America, and so. Oh, on. there you go, and that's. What you and then about temples about. in Southeast Asia, um, and so on. Yeah. And sciences. So um, about. Basically, like Indian contribution or Hindu contribution to the sciences of different kind, metallurgy, mathematics, and architecture and mathematics. Those are all your contributions, yeah. right? So it talks about yes, the, and yes. traditions. That's mm-hmm. pretty self-explanatory. Education. Yeah. So uh, there were universities in India that dating back thousand. Thousand, two thousand years in that uh, wow. time frame, um, where scholars from the, all over India and even from different parts of the world came to study and yeah. That's impressive. And administration. Yeah, I mean the how the old um, Indian um, like governments were structured. There were texts about economics and how to organize. You know, government, administration, that sort of things. Global impact. So the impact that Hindu thought has had on world leaders and also like processes in different parts of the world and movements and so on. And then there's the last one is global centers. 
Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think it's self-explanatory that, yeah. yeah. Okay, so now I can ask the question you've been waiting for. <laughs> we talked about this earlier. So uh, of the 24 panels, if you had to select only three that you feel are most important for people to uh, better understand the Hindu culture, uh, which three would it be? And can you just uh, talk a little bit about them? Okay. Uh, thank you, Rachel. So uh, Dharma, I think, is an uh, important panel to look at. Uh, briefly, uh, as I mentioned earlier, if you were to use like one English word to describe it, it's like righteousness. But it is more than righteousness. It is about um, living in harmony in the society and also with nature. And to understand the working of the environment around us, um, about societies, and there are so many uh, corollaries to that word and what I've said so far. Like, so to be able to live in harmony with society, you know, truth would be an important component of that. Speaking truth and being truthful, um, non-violence uh, would be an important part of it. Uh, in harmony with um, the nature, obviously, you know, having reverence to uh, everything that you know, nature has to give us, be it uh, the water, mountains, the air. Um, so living in harmony with that basically means like, you know, reverence for these things and automatically then you would be inclined to protect them. Uh, and uh, so Dharma, I think, would be a very important one uh, to look at. Um, another one that I would pick out of 24 um, is the one on spiritual paths. And um, there are four spiritual paths in the Hindu tradition. Uh, one is, the first one is bhakti. I'm saying it, I mean, they're equally uh, relevant and important. Uh, not that one is more important than four or anything. So one is bhakti yoga, which is the path of devotion um, and being devoted to God seeing God in all your like actions, in your words, and constantly thinking of God. So that is bhakti. Uh, how do then, you spell that? Uh, I'm sorry, how do you spell that? Bha, uh, B-H-A. Okay. T, K-T-I. Okay, bhakti. Okay. Bhakti. And that's yoga, right? Bhakti yoga. Yeah, yoga meaning like a path or it's, like a union. Um, the, I'm thinking of the, yoga sitting on a mat on the floor and making, you know. But that's, <laughs> no, not quite. So bhakti yoga is yoga really is, just, is a word for path then. Yes, path or it's basically like, stands for like union, union of mind and body. Okay. Uh, and so this is, bhakti is one path to achieving that. Okay. So okay. bhakti yoga. Second one, karma yoga. So karma is... Uh, selfless service and uh, to humanity, uh, to nature. And uh, that is a way in which one can uh, spiritually evolve. Um, third one is jnana, J-N-A-N-A, -N -A, jnana yoga. So jnana yoga is um, contemplation. 
reading the scriptures, uh, meditation, uh, enquiry into the nature of uh, things around you and also of your own mind. Uh, and basically, enquiry as a way of realization, uh, to go deeper and deeper within oneself. And uh, fourth is Raja Yoga. Uh, that is the one that is most related to the yoga that most people know of. Um, and that is the, the asanas. Is that is a small part of um, Raja Yoga. Asana meaning postures. And there are so many different postures that can build better health uh, physically. But Raja Yoga is only very small part of it is physical health. Physical health is really important to achieve mental and spiritual growth, uh, but it is not the, the only part of it. So asana is primarily focused on developing physical health, having a healthy body that could help one grow spiritually. Mm -hmm. But uh, Raja Yoga has a lot more aspects to it. There are eight different you know, steps or parts of it. And... So these are the four different ones. The Bhakti Yoga, Devotion, Karma Yoga, which is selfless service. Jnana Yoga is more of like philosophical inquiry. And Raja Yoga is starting with physical, but eventually evolving to control one's mind. And depending on one's um, uh, tendencies, uh, you know, growing up or even inherently, we might gravitate towards one or the other. And so all these four are equally legitimate, equally good ways of uh, achieving um, spiritual growth um, and liberation or union with God. Uh, and depending on one's tendency, you might, you know, gravitate towards one or the other. So you don't have to do all four. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. not. Uh, so the, okay. the, the reason why this yeah. exists is so that yeah. each person is able to uh, grow in their way and um, clearly one is not superior to the other okay. um, somebody who's of a more emotional uh, mindset uh, could find bhakti yoga to be the most favorable one for spiritual growth for that somebody who is more uh, you know into uh, like serving and uh, doing service for the community uh, could grow spiritually by karma yoga. But the key there is you do the action without expecting any rewards. And that is sort of the main part of it, that you do it completely selflessly. And that is something which is very difficult. I mean, many people do it, but there are like, we have this tendency inherently to, to receive some sort of either like an appreciation or like something for it. Yeah. But this is like, so karma is really like, Okay, do it without expecting anything in return. And so that is that it's, part. It's hard because we're human. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've been there, done that. So, um, yeah. And so the last one was pursuits. Yes. So that is, uh, what are the goals of hu human life or generally what we pursue and what should be ideal? So the, in, even in that, the most important one or the foundation of it is dharma. Um, that is leading a righteous, righteous, virtuous life in harmony with the society, with nature. Mm -hmm. So that is number one. That is the most important part of it. 
then then comes artha which is uh, material pursuits uh, making money um, but in in the dharmic way so it has to be uh, dharma has to come first and then but it is okay for one to pursue material uh, success and it's mainly to be uh, independent to take care of one's family to be able to be of service to others but so that is one the other is um, karma which is pursuit of sensory pleasures be it, you know of any kind be it good food traveling just enjoying life and what mm-hmm. nature has to provide for you and then um, the last one or the ultimate is moksha which is union with god uh, liberation uh, self realization um, and there is a belief in um birth and rebirth and so being able to come out of that cycle of birth and rebirth and to self realize that is moksha so for dharma uh, which is righteousness artha um which is material pursuits kama sensory pursuits and ultimately moksha liberation union with god So what I think I, I, I an idea popped into my head that um I'm going to listen to the podcast more than once after <laughs> and um I'll I'll uh, uh, write down uh your three areas uh-huh. in my newsletter because I oh. always have uh, an area where I give some kind of information of lots of information but um I think this would be uh a pretty interesting to have the Great. three that you think are important. So um back to the uh, exhibit itself uh when you have um uh you know you've you've shown the exhibit um around the Sacramento area um from all the people that are helping to explain the panels and so forth and, and even yourself uh do you, would you care to share any kind of stories that you've heard about some some of the people's questions or maybe the reactions to the panels i mean good the good and you know i'm not trying to find something yeah yeah no so generally the weird, but... we have had um very engaging audience very positive feedback uh, asking lots of uh, good questions but have been very complimentary of um the panels and what kind of information they took away from it um a few things one um with regard to like uh, contribution in mathematics uh the numerals that are um uh, usually like that we use now are called the arabic numerals um so the story behind that is that um the arabs um actually translated some of the sanskrit texts and then use that and so the origin was actually india and and there is clear reference i mean the people who translated uh, said this is from this particular text that we have translated it mm-hmm. but then f- from there when it went to western europe uh, you know they got it from the arabs so then the, it was called as arabic numerals so that is one thing that you know people find interesting oh really okay we thought it's all like from uh, from the arabs but it originated in in india uh the other question that sometimes comes up is with regard to uh like 
you know the sacredness of the cow in in hindu um culture and uh it's it's always been a part of like lot of the stories that we hear um uh, krishna who is one of the most uh, you know well known of the hindu gods uh, was a cowherd uh, took care of cows that's that was the environment in which he grew up um uh, there is a lot of um, reverence to uh, to cows you see that even now in india in villages it's an integral part of the village ecosystem uh, most households will have a cow these cows usually will have like a name like like just like you you name Fred. yes so <laughs> so they are considered as part of the family so there is a lot of reverence and love given to cow and obviously they give a lot i mean i mean not making any other animal look less significant but you sort they they sacrifice quite a lot for humans giving away milk <laughs> i often thought if i had to, if i came back as an animal um i would want to be a cow because they're out there in the field and they're they're eating their grass and and they just look so they're so such peaceful animals and mellow <laughs> mellow they are so if someone was listening to our podcast today and i hope a lot of people do uh once it's aired it's going to be on forever you know so um and uh, they want to to have the exhibit um come to their group or community or an event who would they contact you and if so can we give them your email address or whatever yes yes rachel certainly if uh, they are interested in uh, doing the exhibition in the community or their um, locality uh, they can certainly contact me um, i i'll give you my email address and the phone number and you can include that in your letter um i will and i'm also going to say it right now so his email address okay. is dr bj nair it's b i j a y p is in peter n is in nancy a i r that's bjp nair at gmail.com and you sure you want your phone number huh <laughs> i'm fine yes yeah okay um and the it's area code 501-454-8509 and i will put that in the newsletter as well thank you so uh, now i have an exciting announcement to make that darshana and i i met dr nair in orangeville when they had their opening ritual and i i came back and i thought boy that would be really nice if we could have you know and i and this you know how spirit works it kind of nudges you and nudges you and then i contacted you and you said yeah you want to have a the darshan exhibit at your church absolutely <laughs> uh so we will and it, the darshan exhibit and you're going to bring about 20 panels i guess uh will be on saturday november 5th from 1 to 4 o'clock and um at at 1 o'clock i think you i've kind of commandeered you into saying something for 10 minutes about <laughs> what this is all about and then people can come anytime during that time actually to view the panels and there will be people uh, available to answer questions or explain things now if someone can't come on that day and we're 
I'm going. To, we have a beautiful flyer that you've given us, and uh, it's all set to go now. And I'm going to be sending it out to the universe. Maybe I'll do a flyover and drop leaflets down. I'm not <laughs> sure, but uh, <laughs> um, if people can't come on that particular day uh, and they're not available. Uh, do you know right now of any other future showings scheduled in the Sacramento region? We we are working with um, the city of Rockland uh, and Roseville to uh, do some exhibition in uh, like library and city hall. We don't have dates yet, but okay. I can certainly, uh, once that's finalized, I can let you know. Please do, because I disseminate information, even when the, fly, uh, the newsletter comes out, beyond that, you know, it's printed, and as sent it via email, I can still, I still have a list of people I can send things to. So I would definitely will do that. So I was, um, that day when I saw the exhibit, I, you had a, a, a the opening ceremony and you had, it was a celebration, it was the birth of a Krishna, wasn't it? Birthday of Krishna? Yes, it was. You yes, had yes. a lot going on that day. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then the exhibits were in the back of the hall. So by the time we got to that, I didn't really get to see a lot of them. So, um, and I think I asked you this question before, um, before I have you do a, a closing statement. Um, you, you mentioned that the, the panels, uh, because you can walk around and see them, but you may not see them all or you don't have, you know, whatever. Will these um will this all be put in a book so that people can actually read and have you know study them a little better uh, because we do have people in our community who are studying to uh, the interfaith paths and this would be very helpful to them. Yes, we are in the process of um, having some of these books. I don't have uh, the information as to like when they will be out. I'm hoping to have that information by, um, you know, by November 5th when we do the Darshan exhibition. So oh, that I, would be I should have some, some more information about some, that. Um, people who are uh, in a program to become interfaith ministers, I believe. Great. And this would be excellent for them. So um, I just think it's an absolutely fantastic exhibit. Um, if I were a Hindu, I'd be so proud of it. And also, like you said, uh, it reinforces the beauty of your culture. And, and, and it, our organization, Interfaith Explorers, our mission statement is to build bridges between people. And, and we do that through education and through experiential events, field trips, uh, hands-on, so we meet people. And um, I just think that what you're doing is exactly what we were doing. And I, 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 I honor that so much. Thank you, so, Rachel. Um, and we're just about uh, uh, ready for our closing. And I was just, be, you know, don't, don't go away, though, because I, and I have some things to say afterwards. But um, is there anything you'd like to say as a closing statement in regard so to all the listeners, um, please um, uh, come uh, on November 5th and um, watch the exhibition. We would love to have you, meet you, um, have a dialogue, uh, come interact with us. Uh, we would love for you to learn about uh, Hindu culture and faith 
and we would also love to understand your uh, spiritual uh, journey and where you are your um, you know thinking process uh, would love to uh, to know all of you who are listening so hope um, you're all able to make it please uh, please come to the exhibit thank you and that's spirit at spiritual life center which is 2201 parktown circle and it's off of butano which is uh, west of uh, Watt Avenue and south of El Camino Avenue. We're in a one-story building there. And um, what was I going to say? Let's see. Um, I want to thank you so much again for... No, th thank you, Rachel, for, for this was, wonderful it was, opportunity. It was, I... it was what we call a <laughs> God thing that we've connected. Yes. And, um, <laughs> I, you know, I've been... Uh, involved in my husband and I have been involved and he's a became an ordained interfaith minister in 2005 and I jumped into oh. interfaith work in 2007 and then we ran a program and so people know wow. you know around the yeah. area um, I know quite a few of the the faith leaders in Sacramento area and I um, just the last two years because of COVID we've been behind closed doors so we're now we're doing doing podcasts. This yes. is our 22nd podcast, honey? 22nd. Or 22nd or 23rd podcast. Anyway, so we've done one a month for um, the last two years. Uh, and we're just, and it's just... Well, th thank you for inviting me to be part of it. And thanks for hosting Darshan Exhibition. And I was going to say, too, to, to uh, let your people know about this. The, the, this podcast will be aired... Uh, at noon on Thursday, October 27th. Okay. It's always aired on the fourth Thursday of the month. Okay. So, um, so right. anyway, thank you so much again, and I look forward to seeing you November 5th. Thank now, you, Rachel. Um, next month, we have a, another special guest, a very old, I shouldn't say she's old, because then she's going to get me on that one. But I've known... <laughs> her for a long time and I won't say her name yet because it's going to be a surprise and she is exploring interfaith in Kauai right now and so we're going to talk to her about what what did you experience where did you go what happened so and she's also in a program to study interfaith uh, uh, literature and so forth so we're looking forward to that so stay tuned and keep building those bridges of understanding out there and come see the Darshana exhibit. You will not be disappointed. So thank you. November 5th, Saturday. Put that on your calendar right now. Thank you so much. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you for joining us today to experience and explore a deeper understanding of our interfaith look at the world. Our Interfaith Connection podcasts are aired on the fourth Thursday of each month on Spiritual Life Center's website. You can also find them on your internet provider on the Podbean app. We want to hear from you, so send any comments, questions, or suggestions about our podcast to interfaith at slcworld.org. That's interfaith at slcworld.org because we want to know about your inner faith heart. As I close, 
Let us all remember the words of Gandhi when he said, a peaceful exploration of all faiths is our sacred duty. Namaste.